0: Good morning, my dear friends, and welcome to another episode of the Painting Pictures podcast. You have arrived here, you have found your way here, you swam through the ocean, you ducked under the waves, you rode that wave in triumphantly, and you arrived on the beach and you shook that salt water out of your hair. Those droplets went flying and they splattered across the camera where I crouched in the sand filming you. And then you started shivering and said, Pass me my towel, pass me my towel, pass me my towel. And I said, Slowly, do it slowly. I'm making a movie. I want to watch you towel off. I'm gonna call it towel time. Towel time the movie. It's going to be a bunch of people starting out dripping wet and ending up pretty dry, towel dry. You can't get totally dry. Your hair is still going to be a little wet. Um, I guess we could haul a generator down to the beach and plug in some hair dryers, and then you could really get out those uh, crevices, really dry them out, really get all that moisture out of there. That's healthy. it's you don't want to have too much uh, moisture in, in your crevices. Thanks for tuning in. Today, I'm going to share with you the second part of my conversation with Joe Gruen on the first of May. We talked about the coronavirus and the impact on society and our psyche. Oh uh, boy! yeah, it's still going, and we're now we're two weeks into May, and we're still i don't know just i guess sitting around waiting for waiting for somebody to tell us it's okay to come out and play um i'm I'm struggling a little bit I'm struggling a little bit I'm really trying to not focus on it, but um I feel like I've lost connection with a lot of my good friends, and I feel like. Um. There's, there's not any. Nobody else is, seems to be worried about it, or like that doesn't seem to be. There's no plan for for coming back together. It's, it's starting to. I'm starting to realize that the separation that this virus has has caused is not going to just repair itself automatically. So as we're as we are i think slowly inching our way to coming back together i'm trying to find a way to somehow con- contribute to the effort of of us human beings getting to congregate again and and socialize so that's a little bit that's a little bit of a challenge and it involves you know respecting people's desire for 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 whatever distance or whatever they want to maintain and also um just keeping my eye on the prize which is that we are going to get through this and and our community is going to get to be together again and hang out again that's that's really my goal i really i don't think that this should uh should stop us so we'll see we'll see how that goes Other things going on, uh, I realized a couple days ago how much avocados can really bother me. Man, freaking avocados. Man. Either, it's so it's time to eat burritos and you've got an avocado and you give it a feel and you know that it's not quite ready. But you're like, uh, if I don't eat this now when we're eating burritos, the chances are it's going to sit here and I'm going to miss the window and then it's going to be overripe which i hate. I hate opening an avocado and finding brown spots in it. I I can I, I'll start to scoop, you know, scoop out some of the brown spots, but then of course you see that there're uh, there's these strands forming, little strands forming in the avocado, and as soon as i see that, I, I just throw the whole thing away. I never take it back even though sometimes it's straight from the store and the thing costs $1.75. Nobody does anybody ever return like bring back an avocado? be like look this is this avocado went bad what is it the person at the grocery store will just laugh in your face (laughs) okay there's your 175 and then you could be like man i i'm just you know it's not about the 175 it's about that miserable experience when i opened that avocado and found it brown inside and i don't blame the people at the grocery store it's tough You know, it's not an easy thing. These things come from Mexico (laughs) all the way out to Vermont. And then they have to be handled and they have to be stacked in those careful little pyramids. And then you've got people fumbling through them every day. So I don't blame the grocery stores. I just, I guess I need to, if I really want to get over this, I need to move to Mexico and have an avocado farm. Or uh, I need to substitute avocado with something else, you know, like peanut butter, maybe. Just any time I'm going to eat avocado, just just eat peanut butter, because peanut butter is stable, you know what you're getting. Anyway, the other day, it's burrito time, I've got an avocado, I feel it, I know that it's not quite ready, but it's not rock hard, and it's not, you know, brilliant, Kelly green in color it's dark enough and so I figure there's a chance it might be it might be a little firm but you know better than missing the window and having it go rotten and so I start to cut into it and as soon as I'm cutting into it I know that it's actually really hard still and green and not it's not going to be edible I can't even open the thing so now it's sitting it's been sitting for two days now because I put it down in disgust and I'm just like upset about it and now I'm I'm maybe going to get back to it at some today and and see if i can open it and see what sort of things have gone on you know it's going to be kind of brown who knows really but the point is avocados are so tough um it's almost not worth it i'm almost ready to just give up because i feel like i so rarely actually hit the window i'm mostly dealing with two firm avocados, or avocados gone bad, and I just—I have no tolerance. I can't cut out half the brown stuff and eat the rest of it. If it's gone a little brown, I'm done with it. I'm—I'm I'm throwing it away. And then, then it's got it—it's got to break down in my compost, which isn't easy. I got to peel the sticker off of it, and then there's going to be a skin and a pit in there. It's like I need somebody, a personal assistant, to just be in charge of avocados. Buying them, making sure they don't have any bruises on them, and feeling them every six hours, every day. Middle of the night, too. They need to be in my kitchen, giving that a tender little touch. And if they have to wake me up at 2 in the morning and say, your avocado's ready, well, thank you. Thanks for alerting me. I'll stumble out there in my bathroom, cut it in half, and and eat it. And be like, ah. Oh. Oh, a perfectly ripe avocado. It's not too firm. doesn't have that weird green kind of firm, weird halfway crunchy texture, which is just worth, worthless and flavorless. And it doesn't have that disgusting twinge of brown overripe flavor. Even just thinking about it, it makes me want to vomit. Maybe, after a few months of that of of just eating perfectly ripe avocados i will I will regain my love of the avocado, my trust in the possibility of eating avocados, and I can tell my my uh, lovely assistant to go back to Mexico or or go work for somebody else and and give them the same joy of rediscovering how to eat avocados. Maybe we'll see. We'll see. Thanks anyway for tuning in, and enjoy this part two of my conversation with Joe Gruen. If you have any questions, please do send an email to the podcast at gabe roberts, G-A-B-E-R-O-B-E-R-T-S, at gmail.com. And if you want to check out old episodes or read some things i've written or look at things that i painted years ago visit the website at gabe roberts all right friends now please open your armpits check out your pit hair give it a little shuffle give it a little give it a little scruffle rumble a little tickle <laughs> and enjoy uh the illustrious and talented joe gruen on the painting pictures podcast think it's a I think it's a very worthy cause and I think it's an interesting opportunity for people right now to really to really look at things and to really look inside themselves and see what like I'm 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 trying to figure out what so why have I gotten so fired up about this whole thing because and what I'm starting to realize is like I'm probably going to be okay no matter how this all shakes out. And that's because yeah. I'm I'm privileged. I'm I'm white. I pay a mortgage, I pay my taxes. Um and I'm living in out here in Vermont where my everyday life is whatever however you see the worst way this thing goes, it's probably not going to significantly ruin my shot at living the life i want to live yeah um but i guess i feel like it's a principle thing and it's like a it's a humanity thing and i think that it's the people that are the you know it's the it's the poorest and most uh unprivileged folks that are um getting squeezed the hardest by all of this um
1: totally yeah the yeah they rely on we basically just took a jackhammer to a significant portion of our economy in in service food service right. industry right and like uh, uh retail like like that that is like the lifeblood of low income earners and we just right. it. you're right those month. are
0: the little those are the minimum wage jobs they can just go out and get and
1: Yeah. And if they worked for a small business, it's even worse because their owner went under. And it's just like to just shrug that off and and go like, "Ah, they'll find work like, you know, it'll it'll change things. But hey, at least they're alive. It's like probably not for long. And they're probably not going to have kids now like that. That was a big part of the depression. Actually, a lot of people they talk to me like, "Eh, well, death rates didn't significantly spike during the depression. I was like, yeah, well, birth rates plummeted. So people couldn't support a family and people mm-hmm. were living on their own and they were traveling from town to town offering to do, you know, plumbing work or farm hand work anywhere they could go for food and board. Mm-hmm. It, their lives sucked. And we haven't lived that in a while. But if we decide to just kind of play games with the economy, we're not so far off from that
2: mm-hmm.
1: in the future. Mm hmm. Uh, in the immediate future. Because a lot of these jobs are not coming back. And it, we, we don't even have the factory work that like people in the 20s had the benefit of having. We, that's right. all automation now. We don't have that anymore. Right. So um, there are less jobs. There were already so many less jobs. And we demolished millions of them.
0: Well, we're going to get a bunch of new jobs with all these contact tracing efforts.
1: Yeah, what is this? Can you go into further detail? I, I know about the apps, but I don't know
0: about I don't the really industry.
1: Know. Well, I know that it's a. So the idea is that you track a
0: disease by go, trying to trace it back to patient zero, and then try to keep track all the people that they came in contact with. And the the thing is, it's a little bit it's a little bit too late <laughs> it's a little
1: bit too late for that. Sure. I thought we knew who Patient Zero was. He showed up in Sacramento like a month and a half or two months ago. Really? Yeah. Somebody like,
0: that had been to famous. Wuhan?
1: It was like the guy. It was like Patient Zero. Oh, interesting. For us, at least. Um, interesting. And so we had him. So that's that's not what this contract tracing is about. It's about limiting the spread, I think. Well, it's...
0: I don't know. I mean on a very basic level it's it's rolling out a system whereby the government keeps track of our every mo- move I mean that's what it is that's wild um and uh, the yeah it's it's kind of a ridiculous thing when you think about the fact that I mean I think honestly I think we're probably in in heavily populated areas i i think you're probably at the majority of people have got this thing sure so the idea that you're gonna (laughs) track i mean but if you have more than half the people that have it
1: well so and what everybody
0: has come in contact with somebody that
1: has it so what good is contact tracing if we don't know who has it yet like without the widespread testing, what does it fucking matter? Well, it's supposed to be implemented with testing. But it would have to be implemented with widespread testing, which means it's not happening for like a years. Like we're right. only going to test everybody. Yeah, we've tested 5.5 million people out of 328 million. Like, yeah, what is what does a contact tracing system matter if you don't know who the hell has it? <laughs> or like, you right. 99% of the people that have it, you don't know about
0: right and of course there's the uh, yeah it that's it's a very good question joe i don't think it i don't think it really uh i don't think it really makes sense
1: at all Um, i mean it makes sense if you want to monitor your your population right that makes sense right but that's fucking horrifying (laughs) (laughs) it is rather (laughs) i think so too I, i just keep going back to like the patriot act because people don't realize how different the world we live in right now is from uh, just in, in terms of what the government has taken liberty with and and what they've kind of robbed us of since 2001. Like, before 2001, you get on a plane without going through an x-ray machine. Oh, that's true. They couldn't just pull you aside randomly to check stuff. Uh, there was no—I don't think there was such a thing as, like— well, I guess there was probably like anal probing for like serious cases, but but probably not. Well, serious.
0: there wasn't the whole definition of terrorism, right? De- and Holy domestic Jesus. terrorism wasn't that the big basically anybody can be labeled a suspected terrorist, and then the, there's the excuse for anything you want. Yeah, it's Detainment. the premise. yeah, that's and the then. Premise and so this one is anybody can be anybody can be labeled a potential vector for this disease.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, Which again is probably the way it's going to be like, that's the way that viruses work where basically everyone gets infected. But um, so what? Like, (laughs) Like, so what if it's, if the mortality rate is so low like like less than than a fraction of a percent. Like, who cares? Right. Um. Yeah. There's I don't plenty know. of arguments.
0: There's plenty of arguments, and and that's that's what's been so interesting to me as I go on Facebook and stuff, is to see the way that that this stuff is being justified and see the way that people are taking it. And fitting it into a framework, and the you have to really cram it in to fit it into, into a framework that says that uh, that everything's okay. I, I, I really, <laughs> I just can't do it.
1: <laughs> so this thing has become increasingly politicized, and, and almost immediately politicized, in a way that I don't think any other human health crisis or, or crisis that this country's faced in general like, after 9-11, we had, like, a solid year of people not calling each other rednecks and fucking mm-hmm. libtards, but this happened instantly, like, within a few days. The, the libs took the side of shelter in place, don't go outside, wear your masks, wear your gloves, you're going to kill people if you're gone. So you're stay, stay home, stay, save lives. The other side took the immediate stance of, this doesn't even exist, like, this virus doesn't exist. <laughs> So oh someone go outside and make out with my grandma. Yeah. Um but <laughs> they're both wrong because they're so absolute. Right. They're so absolute and they all agree. And that is you're never gonna be right doing that. No. Um
0: it's amazingly well well put together.
1: Yeah, well we're we're made for it. I mean so many basically every political conversation or any conversation, I'm not not even going to say political. Every conversation has become political and politically polarized now. You can't have a conversation about anything, whether it's vaccines, whether it's, uh, you know, how to, you know, recycle properly, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, global warming or poverty or race relations, it's all split down the line. And somebody um, I listened to, I listened to a podcast like a year ago, and somebody made an amazing point that I've just been thinking about ever since he made it. He said... It was about political polarization in this country. He said, what I can determine, I can guess with almost 99% certainty, if you tell me where you stand on abortion, I can tell you where you stand on guns. And those two things have nothing to do with each other. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. Amazing. That's yes. amazing. I can ask somebody, where are you on abortion? And they'll tell me, and I'm like, I know where you're on. Yeah, I'm on guns. That wow. makes no sense. It's
0: a very interesting point. Yeah, you're right. We have been really, really well. The, the groundwork has been really well. Really well laid.
1: Yeah, and it's not even just abortion and guns. Like, I, I'd probably rattle off five or six other topics that I could right. guess where you're standing on. Right. Uh, what side of the the fence you're standing on, and that's crazy. Like that means you're brainwashed, right? Like, <laughs> it just means like if I if I can do that, you're brainwashed. You're not right. a person anymore, right?
0: Um,
1: so yeah, just I I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, and uh, I, the thing that I I uh, don't want to do is to is to overly simplify. Or I think that just because a lot of people aren't necessarily joining this discussion uh doesn't mean that they agree with what's going on
1: no and look it's fine like you don't have to join this discussion you don't have to speak publicly i think to say the things that you and i are saying publicly is a dangerous position socially because people view us as being anti-science anti um a lot of people on the left at least view us as being anti-science uh and and not caring about humanity and not caring mm-hmm. about people, and that's or or like you know right wing even like mm-hmm. I, I just and there's no and a, way to escape that
0: and a little bit gay,
1: probably a little gay for each other, but yeah. uh, <laughs> but you know like yeah and I, I don't blame people for avoiding the conversation, but I do think everyone should enter into it, especially if you're going to take a you know serious stance or like a an aggressive stance. Like you got to have a you got to be willing to have a conversation. And that conversation cannot center around, well that's bad science. And then you don't tell me why it's bad science or that guy's not a public health expert. And then you don't tell me what differentiates that person from the one you're talking about. Right. Like like you know, say what you will about Dr. Erickson and the guy from from Kern County. They're not alone. Like Dr. Katz exactly. was the head of, of the Harvard Institute of Infectious Disease um, for a while. I think he just retired or retired from it or moved on to something else. But he's been all over the news and he's been on Fox News and he's been on Bill Maher. And he's been on CNBC and CNN. He's been everywhere. and He's been saying the same thing basically since this thing started. He he had a, an article in The New York Times where he basically came out and said, look, we're we're dangerously getting close to where the cure here is worse than the disease. If we're mm-hmm. going to deprive people of their economic freedom and, and basic liberties, we got to have a damn good reason why. And we got to prove that this is a, an unprecedented pa- pandemic. And then he says, basically it's not yet.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It does. It does feel to me kind of like a test uh, of like, how just how how will people respond and how far how far can we can we push things um and how well will people police themselves and i i'm i'm starting to get i'm starting to get tired of the whole thing but um <laughs> but i think that i think that people are it's just a really it's just a really nice opportunity to really to to think about things and i think that no, I think that, that they've gone a little too far, and and I think it's going to have a backlash. I think that people are going to be less willing to accept bullshit in
1: well, the so, future. Yeah, we talked about this on the last podcast. You can tell people to stay in their homes for a month if you tell them it's going to be for a month. You can probably even do it for two or three. What you can't do is say, you're going to be in your home till we decide. Like, that's the equivalent of telling your kid, you're going to stay in your room until I decide. And most of the time, they're going to throw a fit right away. But if you tell them, hey, you're going to go sit in the corner for five minutes or ten minutes, they'll do it. They're not – they probably won't be happy about it, but they'll do it. And and so that – you can't tell people – can't give people an indefinite timeline on how long they're going to lose their liberties and not be treated like human beings.
0: Yeah, that's the weird – that's the weird thing about this. And then already be already be talking about the next the next wave. I or don't how, know, man.
1: Or how things may never return to normal, which is like the most overused headline I think I've seen surrounding this.
0: Yeah. Thing. But maybe you know, it's 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 good too. I don't necessarily want things to return to normal. Um
1: well, I guess that's a vague statement. But like most of the time what they mean is like things can't turn back. Go totally. back to normal, otherwise people are at risk. Totally. Yeah.
0: Well, we'll see. How do you feel about uh, about life in Sacramento going forward?
1: It's okay. I see a lot more people on the road than I did a week ago. And every day I see more and more people on the road. Has there been? I, I, I haven't heard in a little while. I know like in Vermont, I think it was
0: two weeks ago that there, they started to ease certain restrictions on businesses like uh property maintenance or whatever certain businesses were allowed to go back has there been any kind of steps not in california still full lockdown except i think california
1: is going to be the first to enter into this shutdown stuff and the last exit that's what it feels like because newsom is not wavered on this he's basically said like stay home save lives and pelosi said stay home save lives and like it's everywhere. Like, I see that that phrase all over the place. It's on buildings yeah. now. Um, so I don't think we're going to return to that level of normal anytime soon. But I, I am encouraged that other states are, are willing to do it. And I think I finally have an appreciation for states' rights and mm-hmm. their separation from the federal government that I did not have before this, mm-hmm. because... If I get sick of what's going on in California, I can leave very easily and go to another state and live mm-hmm. there. But if this was a national thing or a federal thing, uh, we're all kind of in trouble then. Right. Um, and to be fair, the federal government, bizarrely enough, is has taken... Well, they're split, right? Like, I don't know. Trump's... You can't fucking follow Trump. Like, he says... Uh, <laughs> what was it? He said... Um, doesn't like what Michigan's doing uh, with the shutdown when they started shutting things down. And then he said, in reference to Georgia, I think when they said, hey, we're going we're gonna to ease up on our restrictions or just drop them entirely, he said, well, I don't like that. I don't like that you're, like, I think you're taking the too lax approach. And it, it, I think in the same day he tweeted support for Georgia and then <laughs> was against it. And he's just he's nuts, dude. Like he's a weirdo. He's a fucking weirdo. He doesn't have any stability in what he puts out there. No. Um but yeah, but then you got Fauci saying like everyone stay indoors.
0: I saw a funny thing of Fauci answering a question of why he wasn't wearing a mask. And yeah. he was like, Oh, I just I just had my test. And I guess presumably his test was negative Uh but to me that's like that's admitting that healthy people don't spread disease
1: well it's certainly admitting that he's not afraid of catching it
0: (laughs) (laughs) well isn't the mask is your impression that wearing a mask my impression is that wearing a mask is more about protecting others than it is protecting yourself
1: well that's what people say but like um I think it's it just works both ways with this kind of stuff like I don't see how it protects you any more than it protects other people or vice versa. Like, well, it the like it's the idea that the virus.
0: Yeah. But if the idea is that the virus spreads from, you know, droplets or whatever, if you have a mask on, you're not going to breathe out virus onto, you know, the groceries that you're looking at or something like that.
1: Yeah. But your two main holes into your body are your, your three, I should say, are your nose holes and your mouth hole. Like if you're going to catch a virus, it's going to be through those holes. Ah, uh, right. So, right. It protects you as well. Yeah. So, basically what he's saying when he's up there without a mask, saying, well, I, I've been tested. I don't have it. He's saying, I don't really care if I get it. It's not that big of a deal. Right. <laughs> he just doesn't know he's saying it. Um, well, and I think that's...
0: A, but I think that's an important... That's an important uh, thing, because I don't think that even people uh, that should know this kind of thing Um, know this kind of, Like, I think that... E- so even the idea that you get a virus and you recover from it and you're immune to it, there's there's some doubt being cast on that right now about this coronavirus, right? I mean basically uh, what was that? Can you say that again? There is some doubt being cast on the concept that immunity it will last at all for this virus.
1: Oh sure. Yeah.
0: Basically any and of course there's there's the the whole mask thing, I I think is like even if you you should wear it to be a responsible citizen, not necessarily because you're afraid of getting it, but you should wear it to protect other people because you might have it. Am I cutting out? No, I hear you. You might have it and unwittingly spread it to others, right? Isn't that?
1: That's what the, that's the line, yeah.
0: And yet, Fauci himself was up there saying that he doesn't have to wear a mask because he just got tested and doesn't have it sure which is 100 my understanding of disease and our our understanding of disease up until this year of 2020 has been that healthy people do not spread disease yeah, it's true it's truth but that that's If you believe that, then you cannot justify quarantining or isolating healthy, quarantining uh, healthy people and making them wear masks.
1: Okay, but that's where the elite in this equation get a real advantage, because they get to say, I've been tested. I'm one of the people who've been tested. I know I'm not sick, so I can do whatever the hell I want. But you, you might be sick (laughs) or you might not. So you have to stay inside, and, and you have to wear a mask. And if you were like, "Hey, like, okay, so test me then," they'd be like, "Well, we don't have tests for you. We don't have tests. <laughs> we have tests for us. <laughs> so you're gonna have to wait like a year, or two, or five, or ten. But we'll get it to you, and yeah. then then you can go outside. Then you can you touch your family again.
0: Yeah. And um, who knows what else?
1: And that's the I
0: the, I so I, I I'll tell you how." I had this. uh, I had a rough night with my wife the other day. A rough conversation around this, and basically she said, "Gabe, you're bringing me down." Yeah. With with all of this, all of this looking for the next lie, um, and being caught up in the fear around losing your rights. Yeah. And the the doomsday future of of uh, you know the whatever the 1984 this the surveillance state the slave state
1: yeah the dystopia
0: the dystopia and that's very that's you know that hit me hard and I was like I really gotta take a break from this whole thing.
1: Yeah
0: um but where, where am I going with this? So what is the point of it? Like what is the point of
1: the conversation,
0: the conversation, or
1: um, I guess where I'm, I, and, and
0: part of her point is, is that people have always had these sorts of fears. Sure, people they have just... always been talking about the government taking our rights or these sorts of dystopias. And I guess what I'm starting, what I'm getting at, is like I feel like this really is. It's not just because I'm alive right now. Mm-hmm. I really believe that it this is as bad as it's ever been, and it's being accelerated. This whole thing is a is a taking everything to a new level. Yeah, all of your fears about dystopia or, or the new world order, all of that shit, is being taken to uh, is being ramped up.
1: Okay, so I, I think I I I think that dystopia is a vague term, and I think that. Um the thing about dystopian dystopian things is is people can let their imaginations run wild with it and they can also resemble things from the past. So like when you say like this is the worst that it's ever been, it is, but in very different ways than how bad it was during colonial times, where people Mm. could get burned for being witches Mm. with no evidence. (laughs) Or like be shot in the woods with no evidence. Or like you know, or like where it was with the wild, wild west, where like people could just basically kill people in the streets. Right. you and take their money. But right. like we don't live in that time. But what we do live in is a time that is increasingly um, hopeless uh, in a way that those times were not. Hmm. There's still room for growth during those times, still room for for improving things. And, and there, we're moving in a direction of improvement. What you and I are living through are moving in a direction that is being sold to us as improvement. You you know, we're gonna automate our factories. You don't have to do manual labor work. No one likes doing manual labor work, so that's good. And then you can stay at home, uh, or you can get like a, a desk job, stay inactive. That's good. We've got like Netflix and Amazon Prime and Hulu. You can watch that all you want. It's unlimited entertainment. Like I said earlier, I've watched 90% of, I haven't watched 90% of what Me, I haven't watched half a percent sure. of what's on Netflix and Hulu and Prime. But, so we got these streaming services. You can watch whatever you want. You can waste all your time on them. Uh, you can go online. You can create a Facebook page where you can keep in contact with all of your friends and people that you've never even met before. And they can like your comments and your ideas and stuff. And you can engage in conversations that you think are going places, but really they're just people shouting back and forth <laughs> and other people liking the comments that are attached to it. <laughs> uh, and And we keep getting sold that these are all good things, you know, and now we're getting sold the idea that staying in your home and getting a check from the government is a good thing. And I don't know, I think the panic you're feeling and probably the panic I'm feeling is... I don't know how it gets worse than that like I don't know how Mm. what what comes what is the logical end after that like what are they going to sell us that is good Mm. after that because this isn't good I'm bored I don't have a girlfriend or a wife I guess I didn't have one before but
0: you're uh, not going to get one right now
1: definitely not getting one now And, uh, you know, I'm, I barely, yeah, can't go hang out with friends, can't hang out with friends in person, can't go play poker, which I enjoyed doing. Um, I can't, I can't just go to a store and like, I so heavily relied on because my, my friend group has been dwindling for a while, at least my friends that are local, so relied on going out and like waving hi to people, shaking their hand and getting to know them. I haven't done that in months now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, and then even when I do go outside, I got to go outside with this nagging voice in the back of my head telling me to be careful. And so Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't even enjoy that. And I get that people look at this and they say this is a small price to pay to save lives, but it's really not. It's a huge price to pay. To save a small percentage of lives. Maybe. Maybe. And that is not a good trade-off for me. And it's not a good trade-off for a lot of people. From what I've heard. And I get that people don't want to go online. And share their views. And get shit on by other people. But fuck. Like. If, if you're not willing to stand up for, for basic liberties. Then you just don't. you you just get you've given up at that point you just given up and I don't want to be that guy Uh, I'm not going to be that guy and uh yeah
0: boom well said I'm with you man 100% yeah trying to uh, trying to focus on the on on the positives and and I think that it's around, you know, the shit we were talking about before. People starting gardens and growing their own food and helping each other out. And uh, I'm ready to. I'm ready to get to that. I guess I'm still kind of just struggling to find my my place in all this. And 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 I, and maybe there isn't. Maybe it is just that I'm gonna stand there and and just be like maintaining some level of, of protest, even though I don't really know exactly what it is that I'm protesting. Like, it's almost not worth trying to figure it all out, because you could spend so long trying to figure out all the, all of the ways this is connected, you know, all the ways that Gates and Fauci and whatever are fucking connected, and it's like that's starting to feel like kind of a trap in and of it itself.
1: Is. It totally is, dude, because there's no end to it. There's no end to it. Right. It's the exact reason why I never played World of Warcraft, but I played other video (laughs) games. Like, I can't. (laughs) It can't have not an end. Like, there's got to be a level of final boss that I know is coming in the next week or two. Otherwise, fuck it. Fuck you. I'm not playing this game. Right. And uh, that's that's what conspiracy theory. And conspiracy theory groups look like to me. They look like rabbit holes and yeah. I can't go down them because no I way. can never find my way out No. so while I can sit here and but I think there's another approach to it right and it's like if people want to do that that's their right to do it and if they want to dig up information on it and give it to me and that info- information passes the smell test then okay right. I've accepted it right um, but yeah I can't, I can't be that <laughs> I've never been that guy right yeah i'm just gonna live in in the real world and in like the things we see and see clearly and that's it it's it's here like like there are things that are clearly happening that are not right Right. and everybody's just choosing to ignore it so they can have the covid conversation but the covid conversation is not the conversation that's going to exist after we've solved covid this conversation is
0: right yeah probably it's not uh doesn't seem to be oh who knows <laughs> who knows man what a wild just absolutely wild time i'm so freaking lucky really to be out here and uh not be stuck in stuck in some hotel room or something or stuck in some foreign country as a refugee and trying to get food to eat and trying to navigate new services and just, yeah. Clinging hand
1: handler or a site. Right. Worker, right whereas,
0: clinging to life.
1: Yeah. Your life's over. You're yeah. forgotten. Like really, like if you were doing those lines of work, like, I, I mean, I bet sex work is still up and booming, but like uh, probably not as booming as it was. And um, definitely uh panhandling. No one's going to buy your, your dirty street watch (laughs) (laughs) like they might have before because it was cheaper than buying a real watch but like now it's like no 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 chance yeah
0: it's i i think that the one maybe the avenue i'm gonna take now is to just focus on on my health and um try to understand a little bit about about how my how my health works basically i want to have a really good reason why uh to refuse certain things and i think that our health i think that our health is is uh is under under attack in a lot of ways and this you know this virus is one of them but i think there's a lot of other there's a lot of other things out there that make it that just it's I think it's harder today in, in a lot of ways to, to be a very healthy uh, individual than it used to be. You just have to deal with a lot more toxins and shit that weren't floating around so much before. So, sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, like, yeah, I stopped drinking tap water like a few years back because I found out that there was like a big lead outbreak. In, in Sacramento that just never made it to mainstream news. Like really, like yeah, yeah, it happened. Gross. And and I was like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm getting a water filter. And yeah. like, it's little decisions like that. Where I I don't know if I'd say that it's harder to live healthy today. Um, uh, but I it depends on what you mean by hard. Like we get a lot of mixed messages now. Like this, you know, to bring back to the COVID thing. Like I think there's a big mixed message around. Well uh sunlight's gonna kill this virus but you gotta stay inside Mm
2: -hmm.
1: okay um uh you you know you you uh you should go out and exercise but um you know stay away from people while you're exercising all right um i could probably do that but but i probably can't run continuously and expect not to run by somebody like I'd have to take a pause. I'd have to get off to the side. Like, I'd be taking a lot of breaks. It's definitely not the same <laughs> exercise routine I had where I was, like, high-fiving people on the on the road. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, there's mixed messages all over. Oh, uh, get your food delivered um, to you, but don't uh, take it from somebody who doesn't have gloves on.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh, and... and
0: you know like like
1: that you're more likely probably to get sick from somebody making your food for you than you making your own food it's like like there's a lot of mixed messages we're just like there you don't are. know there
0: and there's been no there's been no effort to like to if anybody wants to come up with a reason why you should be afraid of this thing there's been no effort from the authorities to like assure you at all nobody's out there saying
1: no you actually don't have to worry about that they're like, oh, you wanna worry about that? Great, go, go right for ahead. it. It's better to worry and be safe than not to worry. And yeah. it's like, no, it's not, you idiot. <laughs> it's, it's not better to lock yourself in your closet than like take risks. Yeah. It, you know what this whole thing reminds me of? It reminds me of like, do you, I don't know if it ever happened to you or to me. It definitely happened to me. Like, it's like the first time you get made fun of by a bully or like picked on. Or, or attacked, like if you are if you were, you know, somebody bully fought you or punched you. When you go to your dad, your dad says, uh, well, does he say uh, you got to stick up for yourself and face the bully because that's part of life? Or does he say you got to hide from the bully?
0: I don't know <laughs> that I approach my dad, but I'm going to, I would, I think the right answer is to stick up for yourself.
1: Of course it is. And, and most dads would say that because they don't want their kid to turn into a pussy. But <laughs> our country is basically telling us there's a bully out there in the form of this virus. And what you have to do is fucking hide from it. And you, you will never beat it. Never.
0: Until there's you, a
1: vaccine. And if you try to, you're going to hurt a lot of other people in the process. Right. So you need to avoid this bully. And, you know. Whatever, <laughs> whatever yeah. happens happens.
0: And once we, once we've implemented all the shit we want,
1: once we get you the knee pads and the helmet <laughs> and the bubble suit, and uh, and our dick in your butt. Right, after all of that, <laughs> then you can face the bullies. That's when you'll be prepared. Right.
0: Oh, brother.
1: Oh, what big a, brother.
0: Oh, big brother. Well, it's fun, man. It's fun to uh, it's fun to to talk about it. It really is. I it's amazing. I've been on all times, ty- all types of YouTube things. Now there are there are freaking doctors, and you know there are people that that are fully supported by YouTube subscribers that simply read the news and talk about it. Yeah. I mean that's an obvious thing, but like they're good people doing that, you know that like really are looking out for people and like trying to make sense of things. And um, I'm just, it's amazing what's out there. And, and it's amazing how many of them are getting their shit censored right now.
1: Yeah, I'm so glad they're on YouTube. I was just gonna say like, cause you know, we, we talked about this on Facebook with the Dr. Erickson thing. Like no matter what you think about what Dr. Erickson said and that other guy said in that conference, how can you brush off the idea of that video getting taken down within five hours? There's no rational reason, like, like I, 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 I don't know. I if that's a we- weird argument where it's like, or a com- weird conversation where it's like, because we've been doing this for a while with like racial stuff. It started off with the racial stuff. Like, if you're if you're saying something that is racially insensitive or really fucked up then you have to be taken off of youtube right yeah. everybody was kind of on the same page about that all right fine
2: yeah um,
1: those guys are dicks uh and then uh the next level was like well if you uh say that like the sandy hook kids are crisis actors then you have to be taken off or, or the parents are crisis actors you have to be taken off and i was like all right yeah i, I think that can be pretty <laughs> insensitive to uh the parents of these dead kids yeah i'm okay with it but to take it to the level of these people aren't the public health experts that we want to hear from, and they're taking data and, and looking at it in a completely different way than we are, they got to be taken off YouTube because that's now dangerous. That's scary. Yeah. How is that dangerous? Yeah. What is dangerous about that? What is the end danger goal? Or end danger result of that. I don't. I don't see it.
0: People looking. People looking at the numbers and making making uh, thinking about them.
1: Their own assumptions. Yeah.
0: I think that's what's dangerous. Um. Just a side note, and I haven't done much research on it, but apparently a lot of the videos that have been censored recently are talking about five G. Oh yeah. Have you heard about, well, I've just heard this one conversation where they're like, okay, so I think we've pretty much figured out that the certain combination that we're, we can't say, so we're not going to say it, but it's a yeah. number and a letter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough about 5G network. It's a network, right? It's like what 4G was. Isn't that what 5G means? Or is, it doesn't mean something it's totally a
0: higher. Different. It's a higher output um,
1: yes. Communications network.
0: Yes. It's radiation.
1: Radiation. Okay. So, and it's um, a
0: stronger version, you know, we all know that cellular cell phones and our Wi Fi routers put out this low level radiation. Right. We know that some people can become really sensitive to that kind of thing. People that live, you know, can't live next to power plants, all that. Yeah. And 5G is basically turning up the heat where all of the things that we're putting out x amount of radiation are now putting out a lot more so that we can have
1: faster communication yeah or communication yeah. sure okay um yeah uh i i i don't know that <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna spend my my life fighting that just because it feels like it would be such a long journey to get that taken down. And I would have to do so much research to convince me that it's super dangerous for me. Um, well, the thing is that it's
0: not, it's not going to, it's, it's, it's another thing to simply add to the sort of general, uh, toxicity that the, the humanity is, is exposed to, I think. I don't think it's anything that's going to immediately cause, uh, death but if if it does how will we how will we know
1: <laughs> my my take on the 5g thing is if 5g disappeared tomorrow those people most of them would come up with a new thing to to be pissed about um and to try to get taken away so sure. it's like all right I, go for it like if you if you've uncovered it and you can convince most people uh, of it go for it um, I do see the roadblock on YouTube where it's like if they're taking down these videos, then no one's ever going to hear about it, and that's what scares me. Like 5G, any weird conspiracy theories or whatever about 5G, none of them should be taken down, no matter how weird. Like, right. If you, you if it's if it's a video that says 5G is going to turn people into toad people, it should be there. I don't care. It should. Thank you. They didn't take down fucking flat Earth videos. No. Because they they're fun to laugh at. That
0: shit. <laughs> <laughs> no one got fucking... Nobody got censored for saying the Earth is flat. And they're gonna be like, oh, you're going to get people to
1: go sail to the edge. Of, you know, it's you're, a risk. It's a public health risk. You're going to get people afraid to sail to the end of the wor- world. Or <laughs> they're going to stop. The cruise industry is going to go out of business. Uh, no, no one cares. Because uh, those things are. <laughs> they are not dangerous. They're they not. Have- and that word is just getting fucking used too much. I'm sorry. Dangerous. Most things are not dangerous. A fucking tiger is dangerous. Yes, thank you. Don't go near a tiger. But the if you t- got to listen t- to a conspiracy. Reference? Oh, Tiger King, have you watched it?
0: Just the first couple episodes. We're way behind.
1: You? I watched all seven in like a sitting. Nice. They're crazy. That Those people are nuts.
0: <laughs> yeah, we got to get into it. I'm savoring this, man. This is one of the last... Probably one of the last... Well, who knows? Seems like it's going to be one of the last weekends. You know, Friday night where, like... I don't have to think about whether or not I want to go to some party. Or I don't have to host anybody. (laughs) I get to just hang out and, like, watch TV with my wife. It's pretty sweet. That's nice. But but it's... I'm also... I'm really looking forward to seeing people again. And I'm really... I'm going to be... I'm going to be, I'm whatever the env- I'm going to push, I'm gonna, going to be pushing the envelope. I mean, I don't know. What are they going to say? Not? Yeah. Like, okay. I don't know. I just, I'm just so just fucking don't,
1: curious. Don't buy the argument. Here's what you need to know in, in relation to pushing the envelope. Most people will not believe that pushing the envelope is dangerous. Like that doesn't compute for most people, and if they do believe that, they're idiots. They're just idiots. And so, I, I'm. If if I end up saying something to one of my friends or family and they go, "That's dangerous. You can't say that," I'll be like, "Yo, yep, you're not my friend or my family anymore. <laughs> that is a crazy <laughs> statement to make, and I don't want you in my life." Um. So, yeah. I'm talking
0: about. I'm gonna be like, whatever. Awkward, whatever tension there is can, uh, around like hugging and stuff, I want to be, I want to be up in that. I want to be up in that shit. I'm not gonna hug anybody that doesn't want to hug. Yeah, don't
1: hug anybody that doesn't
0: want to. But hug. if somebody wants to hug and they're just not because they don't want to, they don't. There's they're worried about anyway. It's just it's gonna be fun. like it out, man.
1: Like yeah, yeah. look at them and be like, all right. Are you afraid of giving me the virus? Because if you are, don't drop that <laughs> shit. And I'm not afraid of giving you the virus. But if you're so afraid, I'm not going to hug you. Just like I wouldn't hug you before if you thought I smelled bad.
0: Yeah. There's got to be a good way to... There's got to be a good way to uh, To play with it a little bit. I don't know. There's got to be a good want to get. I want to get people to laugh about it, man. I really do. Without having to... Without having to you know, figure out if 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 they're buying a lie or if we're being lied to or whatever. Like I there's gotta be a way to there's gotta be a way to rise above that and just laugh at it.
1: It's just about having respect for other people and not treating them like children. And I think that's what's kinda at the core of this thing. It's like Yes group of people that believe that people don't have to be treated like children and there are other people that believe that they do. Yeah. Specifically by the government and public health experts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I'm not but a I child. Like... I'm 34. You can call me a man child, but you can't call me a child.
0: Thank you. I
1: feel the same way.
0: I don't like being patronized. I really don't. Well, I don't know. You think this is helpful? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> 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 probably not but I'll, i'm i want to put one more of these out there for sure man i think that it's worth going over it again and it's fun to to be here a month later and basically feel the exact same way about this yeah and
1: I, it's nice to soften it up it's become way too daunting it's like terrorizing me it's it's like the trump conversation like you and i have always we've had this conversation before like hinted at it I don't know if we've ever had an actual conversation about this.
0: How I'm actually a Trump supporter?
1: Yeah, how you're mega Trumpite. <laughs> but um, no, just that like the conversation around Trump is so exhausting and annoying. <laughs> it and it's so bad. It's so dumb. It's it's like if you heard somebody in grade school talking about the smelly kid or some idiot in the class. You'd probably laugh the first time and go, yeah, that guy is, is. If he was an idiot, you'd be like, yeah, he's an idiot. Um, right. But then if they did it like 20 times a day, every day, right? the next day you'd be like, shut the fuck up, dude. <laughs> what are you, gay? <laughs> are you gay <laughs> for this kid? And then <laughs> they would be like, no, I'm not gay for this. They're like, yeah, no, you like him. <laughs> <laughs> you like him. Admit it. Like, No, I don't. That's how this feels to me. That's what this Trump conversation feels like. These people are obsessed. Like, find a new thing to talk about. Please, please. I didn't care about him before he was president. I don't fucking care about him now. Stop talking to me about him.
0: Yeah. I don't know how I got on
1: that. (laughs) But it's like the same thing with this COVID thing. I'm I'm almost over it. Where it's like, I don't care, man. I don't care (laughs) about talking about COVID. I don't care. Can we talk about anything else? Anything. Fucking anything. I've reached the point where I'll like pull out random shit from my brain to just derail yeah. a COVID conversation. <laughs> Let's talk about sheets. Yeah. What do you think you would, would happen if you tried to put your penis in your own butthole? Like, <laughs> like, if you like practiced it for years, like, do you think you'd pull it off or no? What do you think? And they'll be like, what? And I'll be like, Thank God we're not talking about COVID anymore. <laughs> it's totally <laughs> forgotten. Yeah,
0: here, here. Yeah, you gotta. I guess you gotta go in and out of it. I don't know. I feel like I've. I feel like I'm pretty much done. Um, but I'm definitely. I, I will. I will continue checking my Facebook and like. I'll just. I'll. I'll just keep coming back. Like if people are gonna keep telling me that to shut up and that everything's okay and, and everything's in hand, I'll I'll just keep coming back. I, I'm, I'm not right. going to, I won't stop. Like, I'll just keep chipping away because...
1: <laughs> well, you had a great response that was literally what I was thinking. And I was like, if Gabe doesn't drop this in 24 hours, I'm, I'm going to respond. Where she was like, which is, it, this is one of the worst arguments that I hear over and over again. It's like, what's that source? I don't, like, I don't know that source. <laughs> And, okay, I get it for op-eds. I don't get it for an article that's dropping direct quotations. from. (laughs) I don't understand how an article of just quotations from public health experts, unless you don't believe they're quoted properly, but they are. Like, you you can find those quotes. You can punch it into Google. You'll find it elsewhere. Like, the source doesn't matter at that point. It's not about No, The source in that
0: case is the doctors that are,
1: yeah. And this is just a compilation of that.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting, that's an interesting argument. Well, and what is the, is the answer like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) if it's NPR, is that, or Slate, or Vox? That means it's okay? Yeah, like if it doesn't show up on those, in those networks, then it's, it's not okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if that's where we're at, then maybe conversations aren't for you. If you believe that. (laughs) Because, like, I don't know what you're trying to get out of conversations at that point. If you're just interested in hearing your shit spewed back at you, (laughs) then you're not really appreciating what a conversation was intended for. It's meant to come to a conclusion. It really is supposed to start with two opposing viewpoints, or at least not opposing even, but just separated viewpoints. And then you come to a middle point. That's what... All good conversations are about. And that's not to say you and I have been having a good conversation. Maybe <laughs> we aren't. But um, I think we have had good conversations with people, and it's always about two ends of the spectrum. You come to a middle point. It's not about, I'm going to convince you that you've been 100% wrong. I
0: know. And I, yeah, I don't want, I really don't want to do that. I really don't want it's to do that. It's hard
1: when other people are treating you that way. Like then yes. you're like fuck you. Then it really becomes a contentious conversation. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it does. Facebook's like, so weird, dude. I get like, I literally have gotten like, uh, like butterflies in my stomach, like getting ready to sign on in the morning and like wondering what sort of shit I'm gonna encounter. It's been <laughs> very. And then you just gotta wonder, like, what
1: is the fucking, what is the fucking point? Like, there's no point. Those you know. <laughs> butterflies turn into like gears, like they start as butterflies, like a little bit of excitement. Oh, hey, I'm engaged in a real fun, interesting conversation. And then within a week or two, just gears grinding away mm. in your soul of like, cause you realize you're not getting anywhere. Like, yeah. I don't feel different than I did. I know. I obviously don't feel different than you did. Right. And now we hate each other more. And why, <laughs> why, why would I do that to myself or to you? So true that's so true yeah like we could at least pretend that we weren't that we were friends before even though we hadn't (laughs) talked in a while now we can't even pretend to do that oh that's a shitty yeah
0: yeah but then like what was our what did our friendship really consist of before anyway we're just like it's just a remnant of a of a relationship that once existed
1: that's how most Facebook relationships are.
0: But I'm I'm for it. I think there's something good to it. I'm glad that I'm still in touch with with high school people because there's we no, have
1: we're high yeah. school people. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: we have this shared we have this shared experience that we can go back to and like, and then it can be interesting to think of like, okay, where were we then? Like, I had no fucking idea about anything. Nobody really care. did. I didn't care. I didn't, but some people did
1: care. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't care about a lot that of this stuff. Be cool. Yeah, I just wanted to be liked. Yeah. And and I, I, I pulled it off for a while, I think. Um, but then you start thinking for yourself. Like, I, I had a real revelation in my 20s where I was like, I, I am just saying things that people want to hear. And I know they want to hear it. And because I know what they want to hear, I'm, it's really easy to give it back to them. And that's that seems so sociopathic to me. Like once I realized that that's what was happening, I was like, I think I think I'm a sociopath. So then I just started to like change that. It, like I started thinking more for myself and I probably started saying things that people didn't want to hear because I thought that was growing, but it wasn't. And then eventually you just start having conversations with yourself because you have no more friends, and so <laughs> so then you start coming to, I'm only talking to myself. These are my real beliefs, and and this is this is who I am. This is my my thing. And then you can start telling that to other people. And once you're like confirmed in that and stable in that, then it's like, oh, I don't I don't care if you think I'm a I'm a monster for thinking this way. Like right. I, I don't, and I don't. I don't blame you. Yeah. I don't hate you for it or resent you for it. I just, you just don't like me.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. And I'm not going to change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's once good. you can, yeah, I don't know. And that, you got to treat all those conversations that way. I think at the end of the day.
0: Yeah. Well, we should probably wrap this
1: one up. Yeah. I was just going to say, are we at like two hours?
0: I don't remember how long the first aborted segment was, but we're an hour and a half of this one.
1: We're not going to abort that entirely, are we? You're gonna no, re- no.
0: No, we'll put that in. I just don't know how long it was. Yeah, I don't know either. Part one.
1: For like five minutes.
0: This is part two.
1: Oh, yeah. split into two parts. That's a good way to get people to not be overwhelmed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but whatever. Same. All you have to do is stop, press stop, and then press play again the next day people can figure it out
1: yeah my my podcasts that i've been listening to have been kind of like a continuous stream not to like push this a whole lot further but like i have started listening to podcasts uh and getting like five minutes in and turning it off and then listening the next day like another 10 15 turning it off like some of my podcasts have gone on for like three or four days now
0: i've been reading thoreau's walden since august of last year nice and it's like i don't know less than 200 pages
1: yeah <laughs> yeah but what's that about like That's that. about living in the wilderness right
0: yes dude and it's part two is civil disobedience i haven't even gotten to that but he's had some it's it's very to- it's very topical right now Josh. yeah it's, uh, it really applies it's very prescient
1: how do you civilly disobey living in the woods who's even watching you I don't know. I'm interested to see. He's so arguing. Be <laughs> great about if that about it. It'd be great if that chapter was just him arguing with a bear for like days. <laughs> 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 you stay the fuck out of my. You, you stay the hell away from my cabin. The bear's just like, all right.
0: <laughs> uh, <clears throat> well, thanks, man. This is yeah. fun.
1: This is super fun.
0: And hopefully. Hopefully we can start moving forward with our lives.
1: Hopefully my voice sounds amazing on this this new mic. Yeah, that's silky smooth. My you dad want to new podcast. <laughs> oh shit, yeah! But first, I want to tell you about how my dad said that it's kind of inspired me getting this thing. He was like, uh... "Well, actually, it didn't inspire me getting this thing. It happened directly after I had already bought it." He was like, "Your voice sounds really raspy these days." <laughs> I just dropped like 180 bucks on this thing because I was gonna be a podcaster. I was like, Dad, you have no idea what you just done to my psyche. <laughs> um, but People yeah, like so, raspy voices; it's
0: adds character.
1: It's sexy, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna start smoking again.
0: Yeah, fuck
1: yeah. yeah cigarettes and cigars. <laughs> uh. Um. So I have a podcast and. Hopefully, it's a good idea for a podcast. It's me and my friend Jeff Crisco, who's been on your podcast. And we watch action movies that um, hopefully it's going to end up being movies that neither of us have seen. Mm -hmm. But right now, it's just a series that I have not seen.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, it's the Fast and the Furious movies. So we just finished up the first podcast for that And we have a a preliminary podcast that we call a pre action podcast. Okay. That covers the trailer for that movie. The actual podcast is called the Reactionaries podcast. So, is it the do you is are you watching the movie while you're recording the podcast? No, that would be incredibly fucking boring. Uh (laughs) Well, it'd be like Mystery Science Theater, but yeah, it would be boring. Oh, is that what they did in Mystery Science Theater? They were actually watching. Oh, yeah, I guess they were like
0: commenting on a movie as it was going, right?
1: But I would hope that they've actually have seen it, you know. And and I get, I think that plays better visually than it would audio, <laughs> you know. Because a certain it's, aspect that's lost, that's missing there. Like if <laughs> if I'm doing a podcast uh, and I'm watching a movie, there's gonna be a long periods of time where you're not gonna hear anything. Like it's gonna be silence, where I'm like, what is this guy talking about? And you're just eating and, popcorn, eating like taking a shit, <laughs> missing fifteen minutes. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, 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 somebody did try to do that and I listened to it and it was, it was not listenable to, so.
0: So you guys watch the movie and then you record a podcast.
1: Yeah. Retroactively. Well, do
0: you watch the movie together?
1: No. Oh, right. Of course not.
0: Not now. Not nowadays.
1: Not now, but in the near future. Well, I say near future, It's probably gonna be like nine months cause there's nine of these fucking Fast and Furious movies, but, uh, in nine weeks or so uh will will watch a movie and i'm going to i'm hoping to do death machines which is a a movie that i kind of stumbled across on this action uh, movie database uh do you mind if i read the i'm just really excited for this this movie so i'm i'm going to read the oh, everybody knows about death machines <laughs> of course <laughs> it's classic it's from 1976 uh, and it is This is the synopsis. An evil oriental... (laughs) Sorry. An evil oriental dragon lady injects three (laughs) martial arts fighters with a serum that turns them into zombie-like assassins. And she sends them out against her enemies. Dang. And the reason I chose this is I I stumbled across it. I watched five minutes of it and I was like, we have to do do this one. It was uh, a scene with the, the dragon lady and she's kind of watching outdoors in her, like, uh, kind of, you know, backyard or front courtyard or whatever. She's fanning herself. And she's watching these three guys fight various opponents. And uh, the Asian guy is fighting with his bare hands. And the black guy, who's the uh, one of the other, they're all racially different fighters, these three guys. The Asian guy's fighting with his bare hands. The black guy is fighting with this weird staff that has nunchucks on the end. So if you can imagine, like, a staff with, like, l- the sides hanging off on chains. Yeah, yeah. It. I've seen a black person fight before. Yeah, of course. So <laughs> Tyson beat everybody with that thing. Um, and then the white guy. Uh, but you don't see... So, uh, just you don't see. You don't see... Yes. <laughs> you called it. So... Dude, I'm not kidding. So like, (laughs) the Asian guy uh, kills the guy with his bare hands. The black guy kills the guy with the nunchucks thing. And then the white guy pulls out a gun and shoots. (laughs) And this lady says, these are the three deadliest spiders in the world. (laughs) It's like, really? You just shot somebody. That's not hard (laughs) to do. Oh, that sounds like fun. So I'm very excited for that one. Death Machines. Check it out. All right. Well, I'll
0: I'll put a link. What's the? What's the podcast going to be called?
1: Oh, it's called the Reactionaries Podcast. Okay. And uh, you'll want to listen to the pre-action right before. Awesome. And I want to apologize in advance because our first podcast ran two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> a Whatever.
0: Too- People got a lot of time on their hands right now.
1: A little too long. Um, I'll listen to that whole thing. Good. I
0: think it had some good stuff in there. Absolutely. It, I'll, I'll take a break from... Fucking
1: uh, coronavirus conspiracy theories and, and
0: listen to some action movie shit. That sounds great.
1: Yeah, we, s- we somehow slipped a coronavirus line in there. Because there's a scene <laughs> where Dom fucking hands. Uh, oh, he walks up to Paul Walker's character, Vin Diesel. He's mm-hmm. like, uh, you can have any beer you want as long as it's a corona. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so check it out. Get it All posted, right. the reactionaries, and the pre-action. Are you still buying Corona beers? Because I heard they're struggling. I would not be surprised, but I would yeah. love it if they were struggling, because then the prices would come down.
0: Yeah, because you've Get always old. been a Corona fan.
1: It's basically the only beer I drank. Yeah. It's, it, it's Fat tires got too heavy for me. That was my other one. All right. All right, well, good job. Yeah, you too, man. Hey, thanks.
0: that was fun it's good to know you're out there joe and uh yeah we're doing our doing our best we're we'll we'll find our way find our way through this
1: yeah i only want to do another one of these podcasts if they're fun and they've been fun so far so i totally agree you know i i I probably won't want to do it for a little while because i think i get a lot of stuff out on this uh but yeah week or two down the line if i'm tired
0: there's gonna be more to talk about i think
1: it's, it's happening hopefully yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> or we'll just be the same fucking thing just sitting around there's a lot to, there's a lot going on to talk about and yet we're covering none of it. so yeah <laughs> right.
0: I actually have stopped like look I've stopped even looking at the I used to go to CNN every morning and just be like, okay, what's the main story? And I've I've stopped doing that. me too because it's not. Exciting. I don't know. I feel like it's not any different, but
1: it's all Corona stuff and Trump stuff. It's, yeah. it's never anything. I did read a weird article on there. Um, they're not articles. It was like a headline, but it was something very strange. Oh, Michael Jordan turned down a hundred million dollars for a two hour appearance once. Wow. How can you imagine? He's, he's only worth two point one billion. Like, I don't know what you're worth. And, and like slightly less than that, slightly, yeah. But like, if somebody, I got imagine it's the equivalent of like me getting offered like a couple hundred bucks.
0: Was he supposed to like come out in like a ball gag and do the worm? And raped brutally, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two <'cause> hours, maybe,
1: <laughs> maybe that's a good, yeah. I'd probably, I'd probably think, I'd think about it. Uh, for if not, he's an idiot, total idiot. How can you not? Can you imagine we can buy for a hundred million dollars? so many sneakers so many sneakers you could buy like you could buy an island probably for that somewhere
0: Mm Mhm. bunch of toilet paper
1: tons of toilet paper uh cats upon cats upon cats upon cats
0: maybe some babies
1: oh it's it's real human children yeah Mm -hmm. for sure Mm -hmm. Sure. And then test on them and no one can do anything because you can buy your way out of that jail time.
0: Sounds pretty good. Michael Jordan really missed out. (laughs) Really screwed the pooch on that one. (laughs) Well, good luck with staying not bored. Good luck with your piano. Thank you. Do you want to take us out with uh, another rendition?
1: Of the same song I played for you because I only know one? Sure. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet
0: you do I gotta... no pressure oh,
1: this... yeah teddy. teddy's
0: awake you just get a shot of my
1: feet
0: this is great this is this is a uh, ferret ferret eye view right oh there's teddy <laughs> you open the screen yeah right <laughs> teddy Good boy. Who's that good Teddy? He'd in the carpet. Oh, good.
1: good boy. All
0: right. All right. Thanks, Joe. Bye,
1: guys.